morning and welcome back to Food for Thought. I'm Elizabeth. How are you? How was your week? How are you feeling? It's a heavy world that we live in and I can't fix that. I can't change it. But if you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, you are not alone because I have been feeling that way too. I hope today together we can find a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness here in this little corner of the internet. So let's get into it. Let's start with a little weekly recap. So this weekend in the county where I live, um, we had a wellness show which was postponed over the pandemic. So this was the first year since we've lived here that it went on and it was so amazing to be in this room with so many incredible healing people and although I don't do nutrition anymore I do find it very inspiring to see all these people who are really connected to different modalities of healing all together in one place and it's so amazing to see so many people in the county doing that kind of work so that was a great start to the weekend we got up bright and early on Saturday morning headed over there And then after that, we went to Pumpkin Fest, which is the most wholesome, the most special little fall celebration in our small town. People bring homegrown pumpkins of all different shapes and sizes. The bigger, the better. There's a big parade that happens with tractors and obviously pumpkins and all the fall feels hot apple cider is being poured. It's just such a wholesome fall activity, which was so good for the soul. On Sunday, we headed over to the farmer's market, which is our Sunday ritual, Sunday tradition. And because the farmer's market is ending soon, which makes me so sad, we have to really get all we can out of it for the next couple of weeks. We're actually not in town next Sunday, so I think this might have been the last one that we get to go to, or maybe there's one more at the end of the month, but I just love going to the farmer's market. It is such the perfect way to spend a Sunday. After we went to the market, I had to get some birthday presents for one of my nieces who is turning two and my sister whose birthday it is today when I'm recording. And we went out for lunch on Sunday, which was so fun very impromptu, but it was the perfect way to spend a rainy, dreary, gray Sunday. We had oysters and brunch and cocktails, and it was just so lovely. Later in the day on Sunday, we were prepping our garden for winter, which I don't know how I feel about winter right now. (laughs) I feel like I'm starting to get like the winter scaries. I could go for fall lasting a little bit longer. I could go for some more daylight, to be honest. I feel like in the spring, when the light starts to come back, it comes back so gradually. But in the fall, when we start to lose the light and the daylight, the evenings get so short. And I know that time change is only a few weeks away. And we're about to lose the light even quicker. And it's dark so late in the mornings that it really feels like we have such little daylight but I don't even know how oh we were prep we're prepping our garden for winter and it's a task that I dread and I don't love to do because 
it's just kind of a slog, but we pulled up all of our um, ranunculus corms out of our garden and our dahlia bulbs, or sorry, tubers out of the garden, storing those over winter, and then we'll plant them all next spring and summer and hope for more flowers. And that is obviously one thing to look forward to every winter. Every fall when you plant bulbs, it's really just to look forward to the following spring and seeing all of the hard work that you do in the fall coming forth. And I would be remiss not to talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I I was a skeptic. I will be the first to say that I was a complete skeptic about this relationship until probably this weekend when all of the video footage came out around the S- around SNL and Travis helping Taylor out of the car and stepping in instead of her security guard. It's just like a rom-com, all-American couple. I don't know. It just like is so all-encompassing of the fairy tale that we all dream about and like it's actually happening. And because of technology, we get a firsthand look at all of it, which I'm sure if you're them, that comes with a lot of negativity and you just want to soak up this time together in private. But for us, it really feels like a fairy tale. And I don't know, are there wedding bells happening? I don't know. We'll see. Okay, let's get into the meat of today's episode. Or if you're vegetarian, let's get into the beans and the tofu of today's episode. We are talking about the panic years. This has been a term that is coined on TikTok. And the panic years are your 20s, which is interesting. I've thought about this for probably the entirety of my 20s. I turn 30 at my next birthday, which is next May. You can mark that in your calendar. And I honestly cannot wait. Can't wait. I'm so excited to turn 30. And not just because we have lots of fun things planned, but also I just, I'm kind of done with my 20s. (laughs) And don't hear what I'm not saying. I have loved my 20s so much. And There have been life-changing experiences throughout my 20s that obviously I wouldn't be here without them. But so much happens in this one small decade of your life that I kind of feel like your 20s are, as TikTok has coined it, your panic years. Or also, as I'm going to coin it, the most challenging years of your life. So I wanted to start off by reading you the sound that is trending over on TikTok all about your panic years. It was written and said originally by L. Louise Wilcott, and I will link it in the show notes below. So here goes the panic years. That's how my 20s have felt anyway. I panicked to be perfect, to have everything figured out before 30. I panicked to stay ahead of the cost of living crisis, buy a house, all while staying present because you're only in your 20s once, remember? A panic when people's success on LinkedIn makes your stomach drop, or a panic when you've got no plans on a Friday night but the rest of Instagram stories does. 
I panic to constantly self-improve, to read more books, until reading more books becomes more of a chore than a hobby that you do just to tick off a to-do list. I panic to make more people proud and spend more time with aging grandparents. I panic to keep up with trends, plans with friends, and skincare. Quite frankly, I am tired of panicking about the panic years, but I know I'm going to continue to panic about them anyways. So I remember hearing this audio and seeing a video attached to it a few weeks ago, and it really ticked off all of the boxes in my head around what your 20s really looks like and really means, at least in my experience. And it really solidified why I think your 20s are the hardest, most challenging decade of your life. And I know that that sounds dramatic, trust me. But I also think however old you are, we have to remember that your 20s is a decade when more things change in a 10-year span than any other time of your life, most likely. There's so much pressure that you put on yourself There's so much pressure from other people. There are expectations coming from everywhere. And it makes it really hard to be present and enjoy this time of your life. We're also experiencing so many new things for the very first time. Our brains are developing and finishing developing. And I can tell you how many things that I've experienced in my 20s for the first time that it will probably also be the only time that I experienced this massive change and this massive growth. Topher and I met when I was 20. And in the last decade, we have moved in together. We've gotten engaged. We've gotten married. We've bought a house in a new place. We've moved four times. We've renovated a house. And now we're trying for a baby. Like that is a lot of things, not to mention things that happen with work and career and just regular old day-to-day things, minutiae that really challenges you and teaches you and changes you from friendships and other relationships and hobbies and learning new skills and everything. All of these things you've never ever done before. And so you're learning as you go. And it's one of the decades of your life that you're learning so many new things as you go and you just have to try your best and try not to sink. And I'm making it sound so doom and gloom and trust me, it's not. Like there are all of those experiences, I wouldn't trade them for the world. But for example, our wedding, I've never gotten married before. Topher's never gotten married before. We're trying to figure out a budget. We're trying to figure out all of our vendors. We're trying to figure out venue and how we want the day to go. And yes, we've been to weddings before, but doing it yourself is a huge thing that you've never done before. And you're also fielding questions and expectations from everyone around you. And I can say confidently that if we got married now, instead of two years ago, it would be an entirely different wedding Because in the last two years, I feel like both of us have changed so much and we are completely different people and much more confident of our choices and our life than we were two years ago. And I think that that demonstration of how much can change in just two years is just like a 
micro moment of what your entire 20s are like, where every year so much changes and you feel so different than the year before. And it's interesting because at every birthday, I feel like it's common to ask people, oh, do you feel older at this birthday or, oh, you just turned 20, 25. Do you feel older than you were 20, at 24? And obviously the, the short answer is no. But when you really look at it and look at how you would have handled situations a year ago versus now, I'm sure that that would be entirely different because you have grown so much in just a year. I also think your 20s are difficult because you've spent so many years romanticizing them. I don't know about you, but I for sure when I was a teenager and like a 10-year-old thought long and hard about what I wanted my 20s to be and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to look and what I wanted to dress like and the job that I wanted. And I can tell you with certainty it's not any of the things that I'm currently doing, but I can remember like it was yesterday, a conversation I had with my mom when I was probably 16 or so on her back deck and I had it all figured out. I I said, okay, I'm going to be married by the time I'm 28, I think. That's what I said. And I'm going to have two kids before I'm 30, which the timing doesn't really make sense, but go with me here. And I'm going to have a house with a white picket fence and All of this, I had all of this narrowed down to happen before I turned 30. Do you know much, do you know how much pressure and expectations I put on my 20s when I was like 16 years old? So much. So when I talk about expectations and pressures that are put on your 20s in this decade of your life, I'm not talking about from other people, although those also exist. But mostly I'm talking about the expectations you put on yourself without even recognizing it or without even realizing it until you're in that moment and you think back and you say, oh shoot, I thought life was going to be this way or that way. I thought I was going to have everything figured out by the time I turned 30 and here I am about to turn 30 and I don't know the first thing about life. I'm just trying to go through the motions and learn as I go and figure it all out and have a good time while doing it. But it really does make me wonder about if we just stopped thinking that there was a timeline for everything. If we just let go of the expectation that we're all running out of time, that, oh, your 20s blink and you'll miss it and they only happen once. You can't go back. Well, maybe I don't want to go back. If someone said they would pay me a million dollars to go back to when I was a teenager, I would refuse. I would say no freaking way. I do not want to go back to when I was a teenager. That was a challenging time. I don't want to go back to when I was 21 or 24 or 25. I'm good with where I am at right now. And I don't feel any remorse or regret about anything that's happened up until now that I would go back to redo. Everything has just been a learning experience and opportunity. And I agree that your 20s only happen once, but so do your 30s, so do your 40s, so do your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Everything only happens once and you're not running out of time. And if we just stopped thinking that we were running out of time, 
We could take off the expectations that we put on ourselves and we put on others. We could stop the comparison that happens on social media 24-7 because you would trust that you're right where you are meant to be at the precise time that you're meant to be there. So instead of constantly telling your friends or families or people you follow on social media, oh, just wait until fill in the blank. Just wait until you have kids and you're not sleeping. Just wait until you're 50 and you're experiencing hot flashes. Just wait until you're 80 and you have to use a cane to get around. There's always going to be a just wait until. But I think if we took away the pressure to have everything figured out in a certain amount of time, we could also get rid of the just wait until because... What about the golden moments? What about the just wait until your kids smile at you or tell you they love you for the first time? Just wait until you get to vacation all the time because you're retired and you get to travel and do the things that you've been wanting to do for years. The just wait until you have grandkids and you get to play with them and experience them in a whole new way than you ever did with your own kids because you actually have time. There are so many positive just wait until's and if we let go of the expectation of having everything figured out, I think we would see all of it. We would see the great moments, the positive moments, the moments to look forward to as we get older rather than feeling like we have to romanticize being young because that's what society tells us. I, for one, hope that I live a long and healthy and happy life and I hope you do too. So a decade in the grand scheme of things is really just a blip. And you probably won't remember all of your 20s by the time you're in your 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s. There will be a highlight reel, I'm sure. Just like there will be a highlight reel of your teens and your 30s and your 40s. We have time. I hope. (laughs) We have all the time in the world. And you don't have to get everything accomplished in one tiny decade of your life. Most people have accomplished things not in their 20s, maybe in their 40s or 50s, 60s or 70s. But we live in a society that glorifies the hustle and the grind. We live in a society that prioritizes and celebrates sleepless nights and instant noodle meals because who has time to cook when you're working 15 hour days in our 20s we prioritize work above all else because they're the years of our prime the years we establish ourselves in our careers but we set those boundaries and as we age and change and grow and evolve and don't want to work 15 hour days well we've already set those boundaries we've already made it okay for our works to demand so much of us And then we end up in this vicious cycle of working to live and not living to work. We work so hard during the week that by the time the weekend comes around, when you actually have time to do things, you're so tired because you've worked so hard during the week because you're just trying to get ahead. So instead of setting ourselves up with this hustle mentality and this prioritization and celebration of busyness as a badge of honor... What if you took a step back and realized that everything will happen in the right time, in the right way, 
because you have a long life to live and nothing has to happen in one specific decade in order for you to be successful. And you can let the expectations go. You can let the comparison go because you are on the right track exactly where you are. Whether you're 22, 29, 49, 79, 83, you're right where you're meant to be today. And there are no expectations in life that can get you off course. So if you're feeling anything like me and having a bit of a quarter life crisis, don't fret, don't panic, skip the comparison, leave the expectations at the door and try to remember that the timeline doesn't exist. Maybe society has a timeline, but who cares about what society wants from you or from me? We're here to be rebels, rule breakers, set our own life trajectory and path, write our own story. And that is what's on my mind today and this week. And for the past while, to be honest, <laughs> without further ado, let's get into a little bit of an entertainment recap, a little soul cleansing, palate cleansing recap of what I've been watching and reading and listening to. So I'm still reading The Measure. I, if you listened to last week's episode, I was also reading The Measure then. <laughs> And I've changed up my morning routine slightly, so I'm not reading in the mornings. Instead, I am doing breath work and meditating, ooh la la, which I might do another episode about. But I'm reading The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. It has really good reviews on Goodreads. It has like a 4.2 or something out of five stars. And right now I'm not, I'm not seeing that. It's a little bit, it's a very cool concept for a book and a story, but it's a little bit dull. So I'm about halfway through. I will report back next week and we'll see where we get. In terms of what I'm watching, I have started the new season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. The drama, the tea. Oh my gosh, but I am... Team Courtney all the way. I think Kim is punching below the belt and it's not quite fair. And I can totally understand why Courtney's upset and what she's upset about. So I'm definitely Team Courtney over Kim in this whole family debacle. And as I talked about on last week's episode, all about romanticizing fall and my autumn bucket list I have been deep into the movies so last week we watched love at first sight on Netflix it was so cute we both liked it um highly recommend it's just like a simple rom-com it is sad in parts so if you're not looking for like anything that could be potentially a tearjerker stay away from this movie but there are sad bits. There are happy bits. It's just like a classic love story, which was really sweet. And the soundtrack is impeccable. So I will link the soundtrack in the comments 
or in the show notes below because you need to listen to it. It is just like all the good vibes. And last night we actually went to the movies and we saw the movie Past Lives and it was great. Again, it was kind of another love story, but not so like rom-com lovey-dovey. It was more like two ships passing in the night sort of love story. And it was at Toronto International Film Festival in the fall and it was great. So if you get a chance to see it, I would highly recommend For this week's food and drink of the week, I made a mega huge batch of baked beans. I have been on such a bean kick lately and I've been adding them to chili, to soup, to eggs, to everything. I have just been in my bean girl era and I made a batch, a huge batch of baked beans. So our freezer is fully stocked for winter with containers and containers and containers of delicious baked beans. Once I run through this batch, I will record it and share the recipe, but I wanted to make them first, experience them before I shared them with you to make sure I could iron out all those kinks. And I am sipping on a pistachio milk mocha, which sounds really bougie. It kind of is. And I make it by using the spruce super hot chocolate mix, which has a blend of cacao, reishi mushrooms, chaga mushrooms, and collagen, I believe. And I mix that in with a couple shots of decaf espresso and then top it off with some steamed milk. And it is an indulgent, decadent, beautiful, warming hug in a mug. I love it. It is so delicious. And my favorite product of the week is brand new to me. I literally got them in yesterday and haven't taken them off. I ordered the softest pair of pants ever, ever, ever. They just feel like cashmere on your skin, like so soft. And they're from The Gap. They come in a bunch of colors. So I will link them down below because I will be living in them all winter long. I will link all the products that I've talked about on today's show in the show notes below. You can shop them. You can check them out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.